This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. If you believe that God is a way maker, I want you to appreciate Him tonight. In your heart, just appreciate God tonight. He is a way maker, a strong tower. For you and your family, just appreciate him tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. I love, I love. I love your presence. I love, I love. I love, I love your presence. I love, I love. I love, I love, I love you, Jesus. I love, I love, I love your presence. I love, I love, I love, I love your. living Jesus. Before you have your seat this evening, I would like us to read together this scripture, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Hallelujah. The Bible says, let us read it together. Be ye therefore followers of God as their children, and walk in love as Christ also had loved us and had given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savour. Hallelujah. You may please be seated. God bless you. So tonight we'll be talking on what I have themed walking in love. Walking in love. Hallelujah. And we have read the anchor scripture. But before we go on, I want us to pray this evening. Just bow your heads and let us pray. Father, we thank you because you are faithful. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. As we study your word tonight, Father, we pray that you expand your word to us by the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' precious name, we are prayed walking in the love of God, that agape love, because the third thing God gave into us is that agape love to love humanity. Our, hand, uh, our heart should pant after humanity. And I would also like to say that you see this power. Bible says that Jesus Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. That power represents Jesus. That love represents God. And that spirit himself is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 
So, but when Adam sinned, Adam lost everything. He lost the spirit of God. He lost the power of God. God said that you will no longer live long. Your days will be 120. He lost the power of God. And he lost the love of God. How did I know? Bible says that when God came to Adam in the cool of the day, and when Adam heard the voice of God, he was afraid. Bible says perfect love cast out what? Fear. It means that at that moment, Adam was not operating the love of God. Because he has lost it. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. He sent his son. The one we resemble. He sent him to the world. And when he came, he did the work of redemption. And Jesus told us. He said, when the day of Pentecost come, you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And he did not only do that. He said, you will be my what? My representative everywhere you go. So on that day of Pentecost, he restored the Holy Spirit. He restored power. And Bible made us to know in Romans 5, 5, he said the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit came, he came with the totality of God into our lives. He came with power. Himself came. And you know, Jesus said something. He said when the Holy Spirit comes, he will take that which is of the Father and of me. He will put it in you. So he put that power, he put that love inside of us so that we can represent Jesus, so that we can represent God and even the Holy Spirit in this dispensation. And that is why it is important for us as believers to walk in love because God is love. Hallelujah. Because the more we walk in love, the more mature we become as Christians. And as we become mature in Christ, we have the capacity to operate the power of God. The reason why most people are misusing the power of God is because the character of God, the love of God is not made perfect in them. Hallelujah. But when we grow, when we walk in love and we, you know, we get matured in this walk with God, we will gain capacity to operate the power of God. And that's what we are looking at this evening. How to walk in love. Hallelujah. So let me continue sharing my thoughts with you. Hmm. So how do we walk in love? We say love that we are talking about is agape. Which means love for humanity. It's not love for my family alone. It's not love for my friends alone. It's love for the whole world. And that's the God kind of love. The Bible says for God so loved the world that he gave. He loved the world. Not only a set of people. He loved the whole of humanity. And that is what God is expecting of us. Because we represent God on this heart. So when we talk of walking in love, there are some things we have to look at as believers. Number one. How do we walk in love? Praying and reaching out to sinners. Hallelujah. I know this, some of us don't like doing this. But this is one of the ways to walk in love. Second Corinthians 14 to 16. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 to 16. He said, For the love of Christ 
constrain us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all, all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. God is saying that as believers, we are not meant to be living to ourselves again. We should not be living a self-centered lives. And how do I mean? I'm talking about when we are praying. We should not limit our prayers to our family members alone. Instead, we should let our prayers to capture the lost souls. Hallelujah. He said, first of all, let supplication, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all men. That should be the first thing. So in order to walk in love, we have to pray and reach out to sinners. Let us continue with that. Sorry. 2 Corinthians 14 to 16. So the love of God constrains us. Because we now belong to God now, it constrains us. So that whenever we see a sinner, instead of us saying that look at this wretched sinner, we go on our knees and we start praying for that person. Because it is the will of the Father to see all men being saved. So God expects us as believers, when we see sinner, even when you see prostitute, what you should be seeing that person is Jesus. Because that person is made in the image of God. And God does not want anybody to perish. That person is made as a replica of Jesus. So when you look at a sinner, when you look at a sinner, all you should be seeing is Jesus. What Jesus can make out of this person. How can this person fulfill purpose? Because Jesus said, as long as I am the word, I am the light of the world. So this person, my brother that is a sinner, is meant to be shining. Not as a sinner, but as a saint. So when we see sinner, our posture should be, how can I change the life of this person through prayers? And the more you pray for that person, when you see a change, it gives you the confidence to pray the more. And when you pray the more, you move into maturity. So before, maybe when you pray, it takes you two hours on a particular, you know, prayer point. It will get to a point, that prayer point, you know, you will get results within two minutes. Hallelujah. And just, that's what Jesus did. You will see Jesus going somewhere. He will not even pray. He will just say, Father, I thank you because you hear me always. Hallelujah. Because what usually, you know, what used to take him five hours? Because he prays continually, it has, you know, it has reduced to like 20 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes. And that's the way it is. You will see some men of God when they pray for you, like a man of God, he will only utter, you know, like Pastor Shola, we only utter a simple statement. He will not pray, you know, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, because he has developed a life of prayer. So whenever he prays for you, please believe. Because a minute of prayer can do a whole lot in your life and in my life. Hallelujah. So we should cultivate the habit of praying for lost souls. And also praying for one another. James says, confess your sin to one another and also pray for one another. For the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Hallelujah. So we need to pray for one another. Not only when things are going fine for people. Even when things are rough. 
we as believers, we are meant to pray for one another. We are meant to be interceding for one another. That is how to walk in love. Because if I love my brother, I should take it as a responsibility to pray for him or her when he or she is going through, you know, going through you know, some situations that are beyond him or her. It is very, very important. So don't limit prayers to yourself and your families. No. Don't limit prayers to friends alone. Pray for your brothers, even in church. We belong to the body of Christ, so we have to pray for one another. It is very, very important. Hallelujah. Another way to walk in love is to serve one another. Serving one another. Galatians 5.13 before we go into that, I want you to understand something that we are all dead to sin. And if we say that we are dead, even with Christ now, it means that age has nothing to do with service. Because when we died, our age died. Hallelujah. You didn't get that. When we died with Christ, our age died. So in Christ, the Holy Spirit equalized us. He made us as one in Christ. And that is why you, as an elderly person, you can serve under a younger person. Because the love of Jesus has constrained us. We are seeing beyond our physical age. Instead, we are seeing God in everything. Because when we died with Christ, he died in us. And we became ageless. Hallelujah. We became ageless. And that's why we can serve one another. With holy reference. That is why we can submit one to another. Without raising shoulders. That I'm your leader. No. That's how to walk in the love of Jesus. The love of God. When we serve one another. Galatians 5.13 says for brethren. Ye have been called unto liberty. You have been called unto freedom. He said, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love, serve one another. When we are truly walking in love, we have to serve one another. We have to see God in everyone. Regardless of age, regardless of financial, you know, you know capacity or anything, we have to see God in all. And when you see a person walking with God... And that's what we are saying this evening. That walking in the love of God, it means that we have to serve one another. Walking in the love of God, we have to pray for one another. Walking in the love of God, we have to preach and pray for sinners. That's how to walk in the love of God. When you are doing this, it will be very, very easy for the power of God to flow through you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Another way of working in love is sharing the word of God together. Sharing the word of God with one another. Colossians 3 verse 16. Colossians 3 verse 16. Bible says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, 
teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and in hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You know, the love of Christ is shared abroad in our hearts. So that gives us the confidence to even share the Lutu that we know about the word of God with one another. Because as we share with one another, we grow into maturity. And that, that is all that God is saying that we should do as believers. Don't limit what you know to yourself. That's selfishness. As a believer, we have to live a selfless life. Hallelujah. We have to live a selfless life. Something else came to my mind now that even when you are serving in the house of God, remain humble. It is just a privilege. When we are serving the house of God, let us remain humble because it is a privilege. That is one. Number two, the day you start serving in the house of God, that is the day. I won't say you, you will lose your dignity. No. You will lose your self-consciousness. Because even people younger than you, they will talk to you anyhow. Hallelujah. So the more you grow in service, the more you drop your reputation. The more you say more of you, Lord, and less of me. The more you go in this journey, the less self-recognition you have. Hi, hi, hi. Those who have matured into faith, they will never say hi. They will say we. Just like the Father said, let us create man. Let us create, not let me create man. Hallelujah. That's maturity. Hallelujah. So let us walk in love so that we can move on to maturity. And as we move into maturity, we can operate the power of God. It is true. People are waiting for the manifestation. But if we don't have the right attitude, we will use the power of God wrongly. Hallelujah. You know the power of God produces the gift of the spirit. But the love of God produces the fruits. You need the fruits first before you can operate the gifts. It is very, very important. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. So maturity is in Christianity. Maturity in Christianity involves walking in love. No matter what anybody has done to you, when you are walking in love, you will let go. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. So tonight, I see it as a clarion call for us as believers to walk in love and to live as God on planet earth. The last one I would like to share is giving to one another. First John 3, 17. Giving to one another. We can start from verse 16. First John 3, 16. Giving to one another. He said, hereby perceive we the love of God. Because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. 
Hallelujah. Verse 17, please. Say, but we so had these words good, and yet his brother have need, and shut up his words of compassion from him. How dwell the love of God in him? So God is saying that he has given us. He said, if God can give us that Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, he will freely give us all things. And God is saying that we as gods on heart, we should be able to give all things. Our time, our resources, everything. Hallelujah. But I want to sound a note of warning because, you know, people of the world believe that believers are gullible. Once you tell them that, ah, please, bros, I need something. Else, they will just give it to you. Yes, they can give it to you the first time. But when it's becoming second thought, forget it. They will not give it to you. Else you make them your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Actually, that's the principle I operate. Once you ask me for something for <laughs> the first time, I will give you. But when it's becoming the second time, I tell you, don't make me your God. Cry to God. Hallelujah. Else man will make you. He's our God. I'm telling you. And that's what you have to avoid. Because with time, pride will set into you and say, ah, you can't do without me now. Ah! Don't let the devil take advantage of you. Without me, that person cannot exist. No, it's not possible. And that is why it is very, very important. You must be wise as serpent and gentle as a dove. Give once, give the second time, the third time, say no. Hallelujah. Don't make it your principle. It depends on you as led by the Spirit of God. But I'm telling you, it will really, really help to grow the faith of somebody else. Because how will that person grow his or her faith if you keep giving that person? Even a Christian journey, it will get to a time that when you ask God for something, when you are a baby Christian, you will say, oh God, and I'm thinking that you should give me, the, he will give you. But as you grow in Christ, you can pray for it. <laughs> Even three months, you will not see the result. It's not that God hates you. He's just trying to build something inside of you. So when it looks as if God is not answering you, he, the way he used to answer you in the past, mm -mm, it's not that. It's not because he hates you, no. Because he's building something inside of you. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. He said, those with patience inherited the promise. So how will you learn patience? If everything, every time, give me, he gives you. Give me, he gives you. How, how will you learn patience? Hallelujah. Let us rise to our feet. Tonight, as we take the Holy Communion, I would like you to do something. I want us to pray. You know, the walk of love is a walk that is expected of every believer. If you are not born again, you cannot walk in this love. Because it takes the Holy Spirit to produce this love. 
if you are not giving your life to Christ, you cannot have it. So if you are still living in sin today, if you are yet to give your life to Jesus, it's not time for the Holy Communion yet, please. It's not yet time for the Holy Communion. So I just want you to pray and talk to God. That God, I've come to you this evening. Have mercy on me. Touch me. I receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.